I'm back. I've been gone for a while. I'm so sorry about that. Life has been hectic. And you know, there's this thing called COVID going around and it has prevented me from spending the time I normally would spend um, putting together podcasts. I've been spending a lot of time subbing in in classrooms. So I'm so sorry about that. But hey, I'm back. And today we're going to talk about January updates for Google Workspaces. My name is Deb Norton, and I am the host of this podcast, Life is But a Google. So the January updates for Google Workspaces don't really seem all that exciting when uh, you look at the the different updates that Google's posted. But the funny thing is, I think so many of these are so valuable to us in education. And so I'm just loving the the promise that many of these give as far as um, being able to have a really good, efficient workflow and also just some great features. So I have five of them that have come out in the month of January so far. Some of them have been released, but um, are not showing up quite yet in my Google Workspace account, but I know that they'll be there soon. So let's go ahead and dive in and we'll start with the very first one. Update number one is about adding a page break or adding a section break. Have you ever heard of add a page break before paragraphs in Google Docs? Well, this feature will let you mark a paragraph to always begin on a new page. This feature is really great when you're working with images on a Google Doc. So imagine that you're creating a lesson and you have a picture inserted with text above the picture and maybe text also below the picture. Sometimes this can get really messy when you try to add more text or move things around and then the picture starts to jump to the next page. Well, if you add a page break, before or after the picture, then it won't jump or move all around the page. So Google Docs has this feature that's called insert a page break right within the menu. So you just go to insert and then page break. And the other thing I like is if you would add a page break above and below the picture, then the picture is basically on its own page and it can't be moved or jumped around. You just have to give this one a try to see how it works. Okay, another feature that I like that's even better than add a page break is adding a section break. This allows a person to format text within a document differently than the text above it or below it. So, for example, if you have a bunch of text, like maybe you have three paragraphs, you can add a section break above the middle paragraph and below the middle paragraph, which would then allow you to change that text in the middle paragraph in any way you'd like. For example, you could change the margins of the text and indent it all in. Or one of my favorite things is that you could change that text to be in columns. So you could just go to insert column and now that text in that middle section could be in columns. Um, and you could also change or format, for example, the actual font, the color, whatever you'd like. And it all stays the way you'd like it without affecting the other text that's on the page. Um, the one thing you do have to look at when you add this feature is by adding a section break, it'll suggest, do you want to add it continuing text or on a new page? So I just do continuing text if I don't want the text to all move to a new page. So you just have to go in there and experiment with these, add a page break or add a section break. 
and see how well they work. Um, one of the reasons that Google added these features is because then when you bring in text or a document from Microsoft Word or some other third-party documents, the page break before or the section break before will be applied to your Google Doc and it'll retain that formatting. So that's really helpful. If you're anything like me, you use the Google Chat feature a lot throughout the day. So this is update number two and it's improved editing experiences in Google Chat on the web. A while back, Google Chat did put in the feature where you can now click on the little pencil and edit your chat, which I love. I've often mistyped something and then wished I could fix it. Well, now you can. You can edit a chat and fix your misspellings or something you said to change it around. But this newest feature is that now you can add rich formatting to chat messages, such as you can bold or put something in italics or you can underline your text. And this rich text can be accessed just through keyboard shortcuts. When you're looking at the actual bar where you insert your text for your chat, you will soon see a letter A with an underline below it. That is the formatting toolbar, and the A represents the adding a rich format, such as bold or underline. Next to the A is a little smile face for inserting an emoji. And then you um, might also see a GIF to insert a GIF. You have an up arrow to insert some type of file or media. And then you have the ability to begin a Google Hangout. So it shows like the little camera icon to do a Hangout. So go ahead and look for that capital A. I have not seen this yet in my own Google Workspace school account, but I know it's coming soon. You know, one of the big topics lately in most school districts has been security. Um, we've had a few districts near us in where I'm located in Wisconsin that have actually had some cyber attacks. And it's been pretty drastic where they've had to call off school because the attacks basically affected the ability for personnel and students to get into a lot of the different services that they need to run school throughout the day. And so school had to be canceled until everything could get back up and running. So this next feature, number three, kind of is related to that. And it is warning banners in Google Drive that will alert users of any suspicious files. So if a user opens a potentially suspicious or dangerous file in Google Drive, they'll receive a display of a warning banner. It's kind of in a yellowish color at the top that will help protect their them and their organization from malware or phishing or ransomware. Now in the past, these warnings have been available when you try to open like a Google Doc or a Google Sheet or a Google Slide or even Google Drawings. And I've seen them in my Gmail account when these slides are sent to me to be cautious of what I'm opening. Um, but the difference is now this is also available in Google Drive itself. So if you see one of these yellow banners, just be very cautious and make sure you are completely 100% sure that the file you're opening is safe. Update number four has to do with originality reports. Have you heard of this? Originality reports was created by Google. And what it does is it allows a teacher to compare text from students when they turn in assignments across all other text on the internet 
to check for plagiarism. And so a student would submit, for example, a report, and then the teacher runs the, the originality reports, and it will flag content that is found on the internet that's very similar or exactly the same as what the student submitted. Students, by the way, can also run a, an originality report on their own writing prior to turning it in to see how much of their content is flagged for plagiarism, which is great. And not only can originality reports compare student text to that on the internet, but it can also compare student text to other students within your district or domain. Originality Reports works in Google Classroom and is built into that LMS as well as in Canvas. And just the other day, I had the ability to witness a teacher who was using Originality Reports with some journaling that their students were doing. And it showed that there was no flagged content for the students once they submitted the assignment, which is great. And the update is that now Originality Reports can be run with Google Slides. In the past, it was only available on Google Docs, but now when students turn in work in the form of a Google presentation, it can allow the teacher and the student to run an originality report for flag content. Here's the last and final update that I have for you so far from January for Google Workspaces, and that is that you can now create or import text watermarks in Google Docs. You know, if you've never seen a watermark before, it's simply when a document has like in gray kind of diagonally across the background where it says draft, so the document is still in draft format, it's not officially completed yet, that's a watermark. So you can now add a text watermark to your documents. It's very easy to do. You just go to insert watermark and then type the word that you want to appear as the watermark. I see a lot of tech folks that I follow, tech gurus that want to make sure that their documents are not easily copied and reused by somebody else to put under somebody else's name. They use watermarks. So it's really nice to be able to have this feature in Google. And additionally, if you have a Microsoft document that has a text watermark on it, it will be preserved when now importing that Microsoft file into a Google Doc. So this is a nice feature we've been looking for for quite a while. So thank you, Google, for adding that neat feature for us today. As I said, pretty short list of Google Workspace updates for January. We still have one more week, so maybe we'll get some more updates yet this month. Uh, I will post a new Google Workspaces update sometime at the end of February. And I hope you have a chance to check out these five features that I've shared with you today. Thank you so much for listening to this Life is But a Google podcast. Let me know your thoughts. You can always send me an email, deb.norton.tech at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Instagram. My handle there is deb.norton.tech. And I'm also on Twitter at deb underscore Norton. All right, everyone, please take care. Thanks for listening. And I hope to have another podcast to you soon. Bye, everyone.